Hello friends, welcome back. Now that we're into the month of July, I'm excited to announce that I'll be sharing an episode every single week. If you're just as excited as I am, hit the subscribe or follow button on Spotify and Apple Music. I'm so excited to be kicking off the summer by going behind the scenes with the beautiful and talented Devin Cole. Devin is a local Canadian artist who released her first song, July for the Whole Year, which is what you're hearing now, as well as her song, Alive, with more to come this year. In this tell-all interview, Devin reveals the highs and lows of being an artist, the struggle with perfection and the fear of failure, as well as everything that she's learned during the process of producing her own music, writing her own songs, and a fun little masterclass with Charlie Puth. We may have even touched on who and where she gets her songwriting inspo from. I also learned about Devin's upcoming single, Good On Me, and her EP, Green Room. You can head over to her Instagram, Devin M. Cole, for more details. I truly admire Devin's courage to put herself out there with her music, and I'm so excited to see where this journey takes her. But for now, here's our conversation. July for the whole year. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm Don't be nervous. For everybody <laughs> listening, I'm nervous, okay? <laughs> Don't be nervous at all. It'll be totally easy, like open conversation, whatever this said. Okay. It's amazing. It's great. You've been doing music for a really long time. I feel like it's been a passion of yours just to share your videos on Instagram. I know I've followed them like since high school, even before then. What, how did you get into music? I always, ever since I was a petit bebe loved singing and performing and making like dance routines in my head. I was always a big performer. I was in acting classes and in Calgary, I was in the Young Canadians and I was in a bunch of like youth performance groups. It it just always was my passion. I loved it more than anything. I was always very creative and loved to dance around and make little songs and stuff. Yeah. And that kind of stopped, I think in high school, I think I always, was still writing songs for fun and for the fun of it but I kind of adopted this like linear I have to go to university I have to you know get a degree and get a job and do like normal things yeah hindsight I wish I hadn't because it is well I'm so glad and grateful for my education but I in hindsight I've always known that this is what I wanted to do and I feel most myself now that I'm doing it on a daily basis and for a living and making TikToks, which I like semi hate, but like, I also, <laughs> that must feel so good. Like, yeah, like great. weight lifted off of your shoulders. Yeah. I feel very, very myself. And even if and I like don't, free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, even if I don't quote unquote, like make it, if you know, whatever that looks like, I know I'll be doing this for the rest of my life, writing songs mm-hmm. in within this industry. So I'm just learning as much as I can and loving it. And oh, it's been great so far. I totally agree with your point on like coming out of high school, especially at Western, you see everyone around you applying to university and going off to school. And there's like so much pressure to be totally. exactly like your peers. Totally. But I wish, I agree. I wish I had had the conversation about like, what does it look like to not go to university? Totally. And yeah. to like do something else that's a little bit against the norm. Yeah, exactly. Like make yourself happy and not like, I also very help, like thankful for my education, but I totally should have taken a gap year to be like, what yeah. the heck do I want to do? Yeah, exactly. How are you supposed to know at the ripe age of what, like 17, 18, what you want to do with your life? Seriously. What you want to go into? Like, 
Yeah. But I'm so happy that you've like found what you love and that you're yeah. pursuing that. It's so, it's very brave of you. So thank that you. is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's super exciting, but thank you. Yeah. So you write your own songs, which is amazing. What inspires you? Like, what are some things that you base your music off of? Okay, it's so funny that you ask this because I've been asking myself this question recently. As an artist, I think it's important to, to know yourself and what things you gravitate towards. And I, I'm still learning that a lot. I'm in the process right now of writing as much as I can because the more you write, the better you get. Mm -hmm. um, and right now I'm getting through a lot of heartbreak stuff. Right. <laughs> Which I think is, I need to get through. And I also write, write a lot about family and um, my personal experiences, for sure. I find it difficult to write from a place where I haven't been there, mm -hmm. or at least I haven't been part of the situation. Like, I like to take other people's perspectives. Like, for example, if I was broken up with, I like to take the perspective of the person who broke up with me and maybe write a song from their perspective. Right. But all things that I've experienced, because I think truth is what people resonate with yeah. a lot of the time and people can spot inauthenticity from a mile away. So I always try and be honest and write about conversations that I've had and situations that I've had with current lovers, ex-lovers, family. Yeah, friends. just like your life in general. I think that's really important yeah. too, because music I know tells a story. Like for me, if mm -hmm. you're feeling a certain way, there's like a song that like you either feel those emotions so much more or like you come out yeah. of those like being sad with like a happy song or like, all those mm -hmm. things. So I think it's really totally. hard as an artist, obviously I don't know, but to put that, all of that into a song. It is, it is hard. <laughs> and I'm learning, I'm learning what works and what doesn't work in terms of my, um, my process, because I don't know how long I can say I'm new here. Like I'm new to the, right. I don't, I've been doing this for a year now, but I still am learning how to pump out songs quicker and to do it without pulling my hair out because sometimes they do drive me crazy when it just doesn't work like you yeah. can't get out what you're trying to say but um i just think it's a matter of like sometimes walking away and coming back to it and also getting out there and doing stuff which has been difficult lately. yeah with covid but COVID. hopefully with like yeah that coming to an end you'll be able to experience so many more things and kind of like yeah, open up your audience and your horizon of writing yeah, totally, totally. That is so exciting. This is a hot girl summer. Yes. Oh my gosh, the amount of times <laughs> I've seen that. All my friends are like, "Hot girl summer." I'm like, okay. I know it's the best. I love that. Yeah, coming out of COVID, like everyone's yeah. like, "Max girl summer." That's my favorite. Yes. Okay, so I love that even more. I love. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's like vaxxed and waxed and ready to go. I think. Is oh just my god. <laughs> yes, I might change my bio to that. That's what I'm feeling. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> Support that so much. Um, so back to music. I know you've been posting a lot on TikTok. Yes. What do you think? Like, I think TikTok kind of provides a totally different channel for artists to kind of engage with. Mm -hmm. What are some things you love and hate about putting your music on TikTok and like collaborating pe with people too? Okay. I love this question so much. Um, what I love about TikTok is that it's so easy, yes, to collaborate with anyone and everyone in such an easy way, whether that be like duetting with them, like adding a verse to their song. It's really encouraging of that kind of collaboration. And mm -hmm. also it's really easy to make 
new friends that way. Not new friends, but also meet new fans and learn more about music. Like, I just think it's a great, great platform. Yeah. Um, I love that it's so easy to for people to find your stuff as well. Like on to grow your following on Instagram is super difficult. I find well, it's, it's been hard for me, but yeah. on TikTok, it's, it's been really easy or it's been more efficient, I guess, with getting yeah. out there. Like, it's well, really like some of your videos just like blow up completely, which yeah. is probably such a good feeling and amazing to see. It's really exciting. It's really exciting. My last one, I think it's almost at, three million views, which is like really weird to think about and also super exciting. Um, but one thing that I don't like about TikTok is that I almost, I'm always trying to beat myself mm -hmm. and I get discouraged when something doesn't go viral. I know that's not, my worth is not tied to whether a video goes viral or not, but it is kind of discouraging when something doesn't go well. And then I'm just constantly trying to beat myself, which is how I'm getting better. But I feel like I have, I'm pretty hard on myself and I have high expectations of what I want to do um, on the I platform. Think, I think that's a good way to measure, like to keep yourself going. Yeah. But totally. also it's extremely hard. The way that I have been seeing TikToks blow up is like, you could post one video yeah. that gets like 3 million views and then another yeah. one that is barely seen. And there is no way to know why. Yeah. It's super so, unpredictable. Yeah. And I, the algorithm, I don't fully understand it, but the more you post, the better chance you will get of having a video really resonate with people and do super well. And I need to be better at posting more rather than waiting for something there. I'm like, I know this is good because you never know. You totally yeah. never know what somebody's going to love. So this quote that I recently heard was, um, if you wait until you're, you're ready, it'll never happen because like you always strive per for perfection, mm -hmm, but totally, it might not happen. So just, just post it or like yeah. start something, right? Cause yeah. the there's no better time than now, I think. Yeah. Really. And, um, my manager has been, I have a manager and he's been saying to me recently, hurry up and fail because I'm, I'm always so nervous to post things because I'm like, mm -hmm. I release something. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't know if people are going to like it. Like what's the reaction going to be? but I'm going to fail eventually. Like I'm, some things are not going to do well. So you might as well get there sooner to learn how to do better quicker. You know and there's I mean? so much growth in failure. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like it's, it's such a huge learning opportunity that you mm -hmm. have to look at failure, not in a negative way. That's yeah. what I, yeah, that's how I like to think of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. It's such a growth moment. <laughs> Um, there's two songs that I really love. I love the Peaches one where you like pretend to be Hailey Bieber. I love that. And I, you look like her, like you fully embodied that look, which I loved oh God, so much. <laughs> and the lyrics. Thank oh. you. And then the other one that I loved, like just like really touched my heart was with, oh, what was her name? Anne Marie. Oh, the mom one. Where you like, like she like throws you a lyric, yeah. which is so cute. Yeah. I, I loved, I loved that challenge in particular. Um, I, that was a very special TikTok for me. And it was the first time I feel like I've talked about my family on TikTok or in, in a song or anything like that. So it was mm -hmm. more, uh, vulnerable for me, but my mom yeah. loved it and gave me the okay. Oh, my I'm dad sure. gave me the okay too. But um, yeah, thank you so much. I'm glad, I'm glad you loved that one. I love that one too. I love that one too. Yeah, I like, I wish it was a whole song because I go back and listen to it and I'm like, oh. oh. 
Oh. I was okay. You know what? I'm gonna make it into a real song. But the the challenge with these collaborations on TikTok is that technically I don't the went that line when I think of my mother is not it. my line, and I wrote it over yeah. the chords of that song. So I would have to change it up a bit. But mm -hmm. I do love that sentiment. You love yeah. That song. I like the, yeah, story. the story, and I think a lot of people um, can relate yeah. to it, which yeah. is important. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I think you have to have a certain ear like my brother's extremely musical he can pick up an mm -hmm. instrument hear a song and play it back on the guitar yeah oh i think is so impressive yeah, so cool i don't have that <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> i wish i did but i don't um but i feel like you also kind of have that gift with music yeah. do you feel that way a little bit i i do think it's i've been reflecting on this a bit i do think it's partially not it, not innate, but there's something within me that's always music has always been not easy for me, but it's always something that I'm drawn to and mm -hmm. for me to come up with harmonies and like harmonize over something super quickly or learn the lyrics super quickly. Like I can do that pretty easily and, or write a verse where, that I know people will like for a particular song. I, I know how to do that. Yeah, it comes almost, very naturally to innately. you. Yes, but it's still, I still have to work really hard at it. And yeah, and it's all a learning process, but it's something that I love to do. And I get into that flow state um, where it just feels like it's just coming out sometimes. It's really nice when you get there. Often I don't. Yeah. But I do feel like it's, it's natural and it's nice when it's natural. I think it comes with time too. Like yeah. it is a natural thing, but then the more you work at it, the better you get, obviously. Yeah, in that. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. What does the recording producing process look like? I know you had at one point, I don't know if you still have this, like a little studio in your Toronto apartment. I do. <laughs> um, how, what does it look like? Do you, you probably like don't this. do all of it. It's my closet. Oh my God. With a towel over top of it. <laughs> I still record in there for all my vocals. So yeah, I do my vocals with my microphone in there. And that's just to dampen the sound because this is kind of an echoey room. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of, yeah, in terms of producing, and then I send that vocal over and I work with a producer, um, Michael Goldchain. I've been working with him since the July release and he's kind of my go-to producer. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm actually trying to learn to produce a little bit on my own or I'm trying to learn how to make a demo that sounds semi okay. Yeah. Um, because I think it's important to have wherewithal in terms of, I want to know how to articulate what I want something to sound like without just referencing a song being like, make it sound like this. Like I want to know how songs that I love, why I love them in terms of the production and all the little intricacies and nuances that go into a great song. I'm trying to learn that on, on my own as well so that I can have more knowledge in studio settings and I can be more of a team player rather than sitting there and being like, make it happen. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and just like a better artist overall. I think when you understand yeah. the entire process, yeah, totally. it's easier for sure. Yeah. 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 Which is very cool. Mm -hmm. How has that been going? That seems like there's a lot of things to know and to learn. Yes. It's a totally, it's a totally different language well first I had to get like all this gear that I didn't I didn't know what an audio interface was I didn't know that like different microphones make different create different sounds like I was learning all of that as I was going throughout the my first song release mm -hmm. um and now it's just getting 
easier and easier. Like I learn a little bit each day in terms of production. I actually took, you know, one of those like master classes, like the monthly yes. classes. I, I love them. I love them. So cool. Mm-hmm. I did one with Charlie Poof. So Whoa. he like, gets to teach you. Yeah. Well, I thought I'm such an idiot. I thought that I would like meet him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Charlie Poof would be live being like, Devin, how's your song going? And I'd be like, great, Charlie. Like that didn't happen. Yeah. It was pre-recorded yeah. videos and yeah, you know, it was processed, but I learned a lot that way because then I could like pause it and like buy the same plugins and do the same techniques. So that was yeah, and then time. you can go back to it, right, and revisit it and yes. like take notes and yeah, totally. So I'm grateful that I was able to do that to do that because those are kind of expensive. So I'm glad that yeah, I'm in a position where I get to learn about all these things and in a way that expedites my production skills faster. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have you looked into I guess on the topic of like education, mm-hmm. would you ever go back to school for music? I would love to. I would love to. I think I need. I think I need to, and I think I should. <laughs> um, I would love to at least take a serious course about songwriting or about production. Maybe somewhere here in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, because I think it's so important to have a serious foundation when it comes to this industry, because it's a whole new world like to do this as a job and to have it be a sustainable job for the rest of my life I need to know a lot more than I know right now yeah in terms of songwriting and and getting a publishing deal and writing for pitch and all these things that I don't really understand I don't necessarily have to go to school for that but I would like to get my 10,000 hours in no matter what that looks like. yeah no matter what that looks like mm-hmm. yeah and I'm sure you guys you have kind of created a community of people who can mm-hmm. teach you all of that like your manager yeah. your producer yeah totally. um, how did you find these people I do you know the artist Michael Bernard Fitzgerald from Calgary um I feel like I only have seen him through your social media mm-hmm. okay but yeah okay. he I reached out to him because I was having I was a bit frustrated because I was working with some different producers and they either weren't getting back to me or wasn't creating the song that I'd liked. And this was um, maybe in my fourth year of university, I think. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I'm so frustrated. And he said, I know this guy, Michael Goldchain out in Toronto. Um, He said, I think you should move there and start working with him. (laughs) So that's exactly what I did. And we started working remotely, me and this producer. um, And we made July for the whole year completely over Zoom. which so is so cool. Him, which is, yeah, so cool. And yeah. we have a great, great relationship. He's so awesome. And we totally understand each other. And my manager actually went to Queens. And small he, world. Totally small world. And yeah. I reached out to him because he works at Universal, the, the um, record label here in Toronto. Cool. Um, I reached out to him with a song with July for the whole year being like, check this out if you want. And so he, since then, has been helping me in a huge way with my branding and helping me understand businessy things that I don't really understand yeah. at this point and how just everything works. So he's been also really very helpful to me. That's awesome that you're able to find a team. Yes, yes. And like have super supportive people because I can only imagine how hard the industry can be alone. Yeah, yeah. well it feels, I don't have or I didn't before I started this, I didn't have a ton of people who were doing this kind of thing. Maybe mm-hmm. I had more people, but, so it's been very, very nice to have people that I trust very 
much who can guide me and explain things to me like I'm five. <laughs> Help me out. Um, right back to the ABCs, the do re mi. Yes. Kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. yes. So um, I'm really grateful for the both of them for helping me on a daily basis. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I really want to know, I've always been wondering about this. You don't have to tell me, okay. but what is the story of July for the whole year? Okay. And how did this come about? Okay. This is a funny one, actually. So <laughs> I wrote that song about a guy named Mitchell. I met him when I was 16 at a Berkeley oh, summer camp. Like I a was a young little girl. <laughs> I went oh to a, a summer camp in LA, like a music summer camp. And I met him cool. and just fell in love with him. Like I just thought he was the salt of the earth. I fell head over heels with this guy. I knew him for two weeks, for two weeks, for the summer camp. And he left and like never wanted to see me again, I guess. Like we went on one date in in Santa Monica or something like that. Oh my California. gosh. Wait, what, is, what a movie, like right out of a movie, this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, I gave him a little candid, he was from Texas. I gave him a Canada pin to remember me by. Like I'm such a nerd. Anyways, so, and then a month or two months later, I was still so upset about it, so devastated. And that's what I wrote it, wrote it about this guy who wanted nothing to do with me when I was 16. <laughs> it's crazy that that was what, you're 20, like five years ago, six years ago? Yes, yes, like so long ago, yeah. I think it's- So you, longer. you, when was the first time you performed that song or like shared it with people? I don't know. I don't know. I think I started playing it. The first time I posted it on Instagram was in my first year of university, I think. Mm -hmm. because I remember auditioning for something with that song and posting that little video of me with the chalkboard behind me um, in my first year of university. And I'd been, that, it'd been my go-to song after that whenever I'm gigging or auditioning for something or whatever. So <laughs> people I think were... it gets a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... It's been really, it was a great song to start my career with because it showed me how much a song can resonate with people. And mm -hmm. it's just really, really exciting. It's just really exciting. What was the process like leading up to the launch of that song? Like, I know it takes a lot to probably get there. What, mm -hmm. like, were you nervous about what people were going to think or like super excited? How did you feel about that? I... We started making July for the whole year in like January, I want to say of that year. And it took me the entire summer. I was supposed to release it in July because that would make sense. Yeah. Um, and I released it in September um, because I just, I was being such a perfectionist about it. I redid the vocals three times in two separate closets. <laughs> I had many teary phone calls with my producer being like, I hate it and I want to start over like it was it was super challenging mentally to get over because there's so many different ways you can go with the song so many different ways and I was like petrified by all of these different ways I could go with it but anyways it, at the end of it I was just really excited to get it out I was really excited to be like have my hands off of it and be like I'm just gonna put this out there and see what happens and not if nothing comes of it I'm proud of myself um, but that's not what happened. Nothing, not what happened. a lot of, I feel like a lot came from it. Yes, totally. Um, a lot came from it in terms of my, my idea of myself and what I'm capable of as an, as an artist. I really 
didn't think it would go far at all and it's it has maybe four I think it has 400,000 or maybe 500,000 streams at this point which is really 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 exciting mm -hmm. and it totally changed my whole perspective about now I have a taste for this what this is like to have a song yeah. you know people dming you on instagram being like I came across your song and I love it like that's so that's the most rewarding thing for me at all so that I've yeah. ever experienced so I was like okay now I have to do this like I love this I also feel like you have a huge like Calgary because it's so small it's such a supportive community so there's yeah. like a lot of people behind you yes who totally. want to see you succeed and like want to share everything that you're doing yeah which is very cool yeah that I, I think that helped that maybe was the number one thing that helped it's just the amount of people who put it on their stories and streamed it that first week because that I think is still carrying it in terms of the algorithm I don't fully understand it but the reason it's reaching so many people is because so many people showed up for that release when it was first launched. We're excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just love the people in Calgary and just my group of friends as, as yeah. well for being so, so supportive. Really supportive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, who, artist-wise, has inspired your music the most? Ooh, I love this question as well. Um. I would say probably, well, Taylor Swift, I hold very dear to my heart. Yes. I think she's the lyricist of the century. I think she's so brilliant. Um, Casey Musgraves, Musgraves, I love. Mm -hmm. um, Leon Bridges, Maggie Rogers. I also am very inspired by British pop. I, do you know Lily Allen by any chance? Interesting. No, I don't. But oh, I, I don't know. really That's even a lot of... Made that up. Yeah, I I don't know, but definitely I think like the UK they kind of have a different music scene over there, so I can see how. Yeah, that I have been recently re-listening to like a lot of Lily Allen, Kate Nash, the sassy kind of in your face. You know that song by Lily Allen that goes "fuck you." I can't say that, can I? Oh, yeah, you can. No, you can absolutely. <laughs> you know that one? I think so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've been yeah, listening I know to a lot of her lately because I think I love that tongue-in-cheek sassy lyrics yeah. them. so I like to listen to a lot of that as well moving into your second song alive mm -hmm. what was the story there I it was kind of a totally different vibe is that right to say like I think it had a different energy to it yes for sure I'm still yes and I'm still learning what kind of my my sound is but alive was I wrote that in September shortly after I moved to Toronto and it actually, it's not about anybody. It's about the city and how excited I felt to be here, finally. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of my love letter to Toronto and my coming of age story. Like I really did feel a kind of energy shift when I came here in myself. Like I felt like I was claiming my young adulthood yeah. in a way. And so that's what it means to me. Um, and it was also the first song that I ever made a demo for, and it was, it's bad, <laughs> it was bad, but it was like an exciting moment for me that I came to my producer with something that I'd already made with the beat and everything and said, this is what I want it to sound like. Um, and then he obviously elevated it extremely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was super exciting. And 
the graphic design was super fun for that song. Oh, I love it. As well. So cool. Yeah, it was just a fun kind of colorful little moment. I love that. I love that song too. I love knowing the story about that because I, I feel like I can feel that when I listen to it. Oh, like I want to like stand in the sun because that's how <laughs> it makes you feel. Oh, I'm so, I'm so, so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, putting how, what kind of tools and stuff do you use to put together a demo? To put together a demo. I use this one program called Splice. And for anybody, it's like a, it's like a huge system where they have a bunch of samples, like 8,000 different drum sounds and snare sounds mm -hmm. and guitar sounds and different loops. And I will find one that I'm really vibing with and then put it into my DAW, which is like a Logic or a GarageBand or an Ableton or something where you can play with audio. Yeah. And then I just loop it and try and write something over that and then record it into this little handheld microphone. <laughs> and it's as easy as that. Um, it's actually not, it seems super difficult, but it's not if you find the right things to play with it's, online. <laughs> it's probably cool to kind of play with all of those sounds. It's and so like, fun. Put it together. Yes, it's so fun. I've been having such a good time seeing what sounds like what guitars complement what drums and like there's all these like I said before all these nuances that I didn't know about what makes a sound a song sound good but mm -hmm. I'm having so much fun learning so yeah oh I love that that's kind of what I like putting together this podcast I feel the same mm -hmm. like I've learned so many things about yeah, getting out there and like putting it together and editing it. And that's like a whole other ball game. It's yeah. My next question is like, I'm sure as this goes with anything, but kind of what struggles have you found in the process with moving to Toronto and launching all your music? And I'm sure it's kind of been a little bit stressful and anxious in a little bit of a way. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but I haven't released a song <laughs> since Alive. <laughs> because I've been having a hard time with, yeah, there are lots of challenges, I think, associated with having an artistic career. Like I am my own boss, kind of, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't have to report to anybody except for myself. And that's hard, I think, because I'm very, very hard on myself. And I feel like I'm never doing enough and nothing's ever good enough. Um, and I'm always very judgmental when I'm writing my songs. Like if, if one, one line doesn't work, I'll be like, oh, this entire idea sucks and then I'll give up on it. And so there have been, my biggest challenge I think has been myself and overcoming my own ego um, when it comes to posting TikToks, um, letting go of my perfectionism and mm -hmm. when to step away from something. Cause I could, I could do vocals for a month for one song. I could, I could, like, I could really be in that booth for weeks on end recording one line 10,000 times to get it right. And I have done that before. I recorded yeah. one line one time, I think 800 times. Oh my God. In live. And nobody does that. Like normal people don't, normal in quotations, don't do that. And I need to right. learn how to not do that and to f be confident enough in myself to know when something's good enough or okay enough just like even if it's not good enough but just to like let it go because yeah. 
and to be comfortable with failing as well. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I, mean, I already talked about this, but I, I don't want to fail. So sometimes I just won't even try at doing a TikTok or doing a trend or something, for example, with TikTok, because I'm scared it's going to do horribly. So getting over myself, I think, has been the biggest challenge. But I, right. I'm getting there. I'm getting there where I'm getting over myself and my fear of what people are going to say or if they're going to like it. Like, who cares? Who yeah, cares? seriously, who cares? Yeah, life's too short. What does it look like coming out of COVID, like getting out of this social distance world mm -hmm. for recording? Are you going to be able to go back into a studio, kind of like get a taste of that real yeah not that it's not real but like a different no, totally. side of it yes i'm really hoping my producer right now is in la um but when he comes back and when studios reopen and it's safe to do that i can't wait to get back into the studio to not have to deal with this closet thing i love it i love it this little setup <laughs> i have in my closet but just to have an audio recording out of my hands where i can't touch it and work on it and fix it for days on end. Like when you go into the studio, you record vocals for maybe a day or two and then you're done. Like those are the vocals for the song. Right. You know, so I'm excited to have that kind of quickness to it. And being in, being in a studio is so exciting as well to be, to have the energy with the producer and to be collaborating and with other writers as well. So I'm really excited to, yeah, get, get back into a real room and collaborate. Have you thought so I feel like there's a lot of different paths within music. Mm -hmm. Like you could be a writer and have other people sing your songs. How do you feel about, about that? I, I'm very okay with that. I, I know that I want to be in this industry for sure. And it, whether I'm the, the face of it, of the songs that I write, it doesn't really matter to me. I just, want to write songs and have people sing them and have them be heard. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm hoping for a publishing deal someday in my life. I think that would be great. That would be ideal to be paid to write is would be that would be great. That's my long term. Yeah. Goal. Um, so that's kind of what I hope to be doing um, later in life. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot there's so many different things that could happen in yeah. music that I am like, I'm so excited for you oh, that it, you. it's like, yeah, I'm excited it's too. meant to be, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think new doors will um, open as well as. Oh, well, absolutely. Well. Like when one door closes, five doors yes. open. I think that's yes, what they say. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, last couple questions. I'd love to know what's next for your music. Do you have like an album to putting together? What is going okay. on? Okay. So, I lied to everybody on TikTok. I made this, I made this, wrote this verse um, called Mr. Backpedal. That was. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. It. I actually finished the song in May and then had a meltdown about it. This is part of the, the issue, the anxiety. Like I, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't release it. I'm so nervous. Um, so I took a step back from releasing things and I've kind of re directed what I want to do for the next couple of months. And so my plan is to release an EP in the fall and all of those songs are getting um, mixed right now, which is really exciting. Um, I can't yeah, wait. I'm so excited for it. Um, it's called Green Room. The EP is called Green Room and I have the dress for it for the cover shoot already. So it's happening. <laughs> but um, next, 
the next single for me um, is called Good On Me. And that's coming out in July Ooh. in the second week of Stampede. So, oh my gosh. So I'm really excited for that because releasing a song during Stampede, I feel like is not, nothing could be funner. Like, it just, it'd be so No, fun. and the energy? Yes, totally. I want to know about the creatives and the photos. Who puts that together? Who puts the outfits together? Okay. Um, how long does it take? What? It, I feel like it's probably the most fun process. It's so fun. It's so fun. Um, in terms of who comes out with the outfits, I was saying this to my roommate the other day. I build every single or every project around the outfit. If I'm going to have a cover art, I have to look iconic. And it has to be something that I feel so confident in. So the colors kind of go, the colors of the release will kind of suit whatever outfit I've purchased for that single. So for right. Alive, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Alive was kind of like an orangey. I wore this little orangey thing in the go-go boots. Mm -hmm. So things were kind of like retro and orangey and uh, yellowy and red for that release. But um, Kirse actually does my graphic design for um, my releases. Oh, uh, cool. She's so incredible at graphic design. And she, I think- You're keeping really it local. Good. I love that. Keeping it local. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think she has a great understanding of my brand and mm -hmm. my cowboy aesthetic. So she's my go-to girl for all things graphic design. But the photos are, getting photos done is so, so fun. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. I'm jealous. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. We're going for a yellow moment for good on me. It's going to be a yellow thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm so I'm excited so, for everybody to see. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm yeah, so excited. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like your fashion has evolved with your coming out of into music, right? Thank like, you. yes, since you so started releasing music, you're, sense of style has also grown with that which I think is so cool oh thank you that's so sweet thank you um yeah I think it's part of part of a, a branding thing like I love clothes so much so much if I wasn't a musician I would have one of those vintage pop-up shops where you resell vintage clothes like I just think clothes are the best so it's very fun for me to blame getting new clothes on, but it's for the Insta. I have to have a new fit for yes, the Insta. Yes, you have to curate your, your feed. Yes, exactly. But um, thank you, I really appreciate you saying I, I just feel more myself in general, so I feel like I, I dress how I like now, and I'm just yeah. more me all around. So it's great. I love that. Yeah. That's so important. I'm so happy to see, like, it seems like you're extremely happy with, oh, thank as you. much as there are those ups and downs, like, yeah. the highs are high which yeah. is great. Yeah. I'm very, very grateful for this new stage of my, of my life. It's going to be weird, but I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you shop? Where do you get your clothes from for anyone wanting oh to Oh my know? gosh. Depop. I just discovered Ooh. Depop recently. Um, it's like an app where people sell their old clothes or, um, vintage. Stuff that they never yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, more sustainable that way. Um, so I get a bunch of stuff from Depop. I also get a ton of stuff from the Nines because I like to keep it local also. Mm -hmm. um, she has incredible stuff in Coriabla. And also there's this place, Signature Montreal. I get some stuff from, from her. Just, I find a lot of clothes on Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, 
a lot of um, fashion girls that I follow, and then I see where they got their stuff, and because they'll, they'll tag them in the photo or whatever, and then I'll go yeah. and buy from there. Yes, if that makes sense. Instagram knows you. They're you're, it does. You're you're falling into their trap. It's, I think <laughs> it's creepy. It's creepy, but I also like that they know what I want to buy. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. I'd it's rather have targeted ads than not. So yeah, yeah, true, true. It's kind of creepy, but like, yes, I'll take that beaded bag. Thank you for promoting it to my page. You know, <laughs> like, of course I'll have it. I'll take it in white and in pink. Thank you. Very <laughs> exactly. Much. No, but I love I love shopping so much. So I'm glad that that's very sweet that you've noticed. That made my day. Oh, I'm so glad. No, I love honestly, Devin, like I'm really happy that you decided to sit down and have this conversation with me because I feel like the growth is incredible. So it's very, very cool to see and very cool to know someone who is putting themselves out there like that. So thank you for doing that. I feel like that's super important for people in Calgary to see. So Oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Thank you. I'm I'm so glad we could have this conversation too. Um and then I guess any advice you would have kind of as a fresh artist entering into this world. Oh my God. I love that question. One. Um, I would say do what's going to make you happy. This is not necessarily for an artist, but just for anybody in particular. I love the quote that says, do what you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. I never want to work mm-hmm. a day in my life ever. So you want to do something that's closest to what you love and feels like you could do it all the time. And that's what you should do, no matter what that is. If that's yeah. writing songs or if that's making little videos on your laptop, little edits and stuff. If you love to do that, find a way to foster that creativity in your every everyday life and make a habit of doing that. Because I feel like it's so easy to fall into the, the linear kind of progression that I talked about earlier, where, you know, go to, yeah. go to university, get a job, and maybe your dreams will figure themselves out. But no, you got to do what it's you love. It's way harder to take, yeah, it's way harder to take that path untraveled. Yeah, yeah. So just, I, I don't know if that was really eloquent at all. <laughs> No, I love that. Okay, it was I. I really. I feel that. I okay, totally good. agree with you. Do what you love, and you'll never have so, to work a day in your life. Is what I'd say. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>